country. Mm. If we could access that area, then perhaps the world wouldn't be such a mysterious place, mm. but you can't access it. You're talking very much about the mystical experience. Absolutely. It, puts, it, it throws you into a realm of esoteric mysticism. Mm. Yeah. And that has helped you come up with the discovery, has it? Well, um, this is where I learned about the collective unconscious and archetypes, mm. um, synchronicities, where lots of events synchronise like this. And like the Lincoln Cathedral Code invites one to ringside seats to the pyrotechnics of the collective unconscious and its tools of synchronicity and archetypes. Mm. So you're obviously deeply into Carl Jung. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. Great, great. The, the man who came up with many of those terms you've just used. Absolutely. Who, it's it's the realm of psychology, but you know, going back to the Far East, they were like the cradle of psychology two and a half thousand years ago. They mm. knew about mind stuff and brain yeah. stuff. That we're, ju we're just trying to understand now. How this could they the, do that? Well, this is the stuff that excited Jung so much, isn't it? That, that, that this, this was ancient psychology. That, uh, and that the best way of dealing with your mind is to get into that. And pursuing it, I think, he had mystical experiences as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I refer to myself as like a neurologist. I'm not particularly, oh, you know, solutions lie in the paranormal. I think all solutions can be translated into a science that we'll eventually understand. Mm. But I use, like, the tools of synchronicity and archetypes um, to aid and abet me in um, my work, which... So you're kind of consciously seeking synchronicities? You know, you can't force them to happen, they just happen all the time, but researchers have said that once you notice synchronicities around you, they happen fast and furious. Yeah, yeah. Like about you're going to buy a specific kind of car, suddenly you see them everywhere. Yeah, I perhaps could tell a story about that later on, you know, about six synchronicities before breakfast. And it's not paranormal, <laughs> when I was young you'd think, you think this is paranormal, but it's, it's natural, yeah. if only we can understand it. Yeah. It could take another 50 years before we understand yeah. it, maybe. Yeah. But a lot of people have tried to do that through sacred geometry and, and maths. This all as... Um, which is related entirely this to... This is all, you know, I found myself in this mystery. It's mm. almost as if I didn't look for it, it found me. Mm. And that's what we call serendipity, <laughs> which is part of the psychology that we're discussing. So, you know, before, before we get on to the, the Da Vinci Code of Lincoln, yes. what, what, tell us about this 1986... Right, um, you know, I read about the, the Holy Blood, the Holy Grail, which was the mystery at the time, yeah. 1982, sold a million copies, Rennes-le-Chateau, you know, mm. forget all the mysteries, pyramids, whatever, it's yeah. now Rennes-le-Chateau, there's a mystery there somehow. Yeah. Determining the nature of what it was meant you had to go there. Um, now, I'll tell this exactly how it happened, you know, bear in mind that I, I don't favour paranormal and stuff, I'm a neurologist, scientist, if you like, but because the brain, that four-fifth that we, we mentioned you can't access, mm -hmm. seems to have no uh, respect for time and space. It can <laughs> skip it. So in the dream world, you can get sort of information that may well check out, mm. okay? I don't think that's too unscientific no. to see in this day and age. So I was intending to go to Ren Le Chateau, and I got this date in a dream. It's not the sort of thing that happens to me all the time, but I got it's 24th of April, 24th of April, 24th of April. And Lacoum came with it. Now, I can't even speak French, but 24th of April, Lacoum. Cut a long story short, you know, I thought we must be at Renner Chateau 24th of April. It's something. Well, I don't know, don't understand. So anyway, when we got there, um, there was a chap who left his home in Bordeaux and he built his own little house to live there, Stone Hut, very like a Navajo Indian, how he built it. And he called it Lacoum, he had the name on it. Right. So I thought, right. 
cut a long story short, because I'm going to have to do time-wise. And we had quite an adventure at Renlandshire on that day. We'd found a, a tomb in the area of uh, Le Labadou. Mm. It was sealed. There was two points of entry, and it was sealed. Now, you have to bear in mind, Renlandshire fanatics are always looking for tombs. Mm. You know, it's Jesus, Mary Magdalene, whatever their interpretation is. But we'd found this tomb there, and had quite an exciting day. I do know that that tomb that we visited was known to Elizabeth Van Buren, who lived in the area, David Wood, Sacred Geometry, they knew about this tomb. So I'm not saying I was the only person that found this sealed tomb, could be important, whatever. But that's part of the, the day's adventure. Eight o'clock at night, uh, we're kind of hanging with this, this guy, this French guy, who's still in the valley today. He still lives there, apparently. Mm -hmm. Eight o'clock at night, well, still quite light it was, because it was April. We spotted three bright lights on the horizon above the precipice of a mountain, looking just like stars. So it's